Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.35 at Edmonton. Uh, if you listen to Oilers now over the course of the uh, last uh, nine years here in Chet, or uh, to our broadcasts over the last, uh, coming up to year number 12 as uh, the radio analyst, uh, or any of the shows I've done for the last 20 years, you know how remarkably self-indulgent I can be. And I've told this story before. 2007 Memorial Cup, the uh, Plymouth Whalers rolled in. And this was when the WHL had super tough teams. And let me tell you, Plymouth... They had a tough team. <laughs> they could throw down. Uh, one of the guys who uh, would go on to score uh, 20 goals 10-plus times is now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show James Neal. James, it's Bob. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good, thanks. Good. Did uh, did you get a chuckle? when uh, You didn't ultimately win that year in uh, 2007 in Vancouver, but I remember when uh, Sestito... Uh, Jarrett Bull and yourself, you guys had a tough team in Plymouth, didn't you? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that makes me smile for sure. Those are uh, all, all fond memories, all good times there. We had, a, uh, we had a great year with the Whalers that year. Obviously, we didn't end up winning in the Memorial Cup, but winning the OHL championship and um, you know having friendships that uh, you know kind of last forever is, uh, is pretty funny listening to you talk about uh uh, the last time with, uh, that happened was going up against Milan Lucic, so they, they were tough as well. Too, yeah, right? Yes, they were. They had J.D. Watt and guys like that. All right, uh, yeah. this this has been the... Uh, I know that Elliot Friedman, who does our show every Friday, uh, back in the first week of June, discussed the possibility of a James Neal for Milan Lucic trade. Um, I reached out to one of your former teammates, and he said, yep, it's a possibility in the middle of June. Did you think this thing? What did you think it could happen? And uh, and were you concerned yeah. at any point that it wasn't going to happen? That you would ultimately get an opportunity to maybe uh, come to Edmonton and potentially play with Connor or Leon uh, Drysaddle or Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I heard uh, I heard rumblings, and uh, you know, there's always rumors. Whether it's you hear on Twitter, you hear guys talking. Uh, living in Toronto, you obviously hockey's twenty four seven, as I'm sure it is in Edmonton, but. Um, there's always different things swirling around. So I think for me, it was, 
just control you can control. I think, uh, you know, it was a, uh, it was a long summer for myself, so I, I got the, the chance to get back in the gym and start skating early and do all the things that, that I could control and, uh, and be ready for the upcoming season, uh, whether it was in Calgary or I was treated. So um, I'm really excited that things uh, worked out the way I thought they might. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to join the others. How much time have you spent with Connor over the last month? Yeah, I see Connor every day, so I see him at the gym every day. Uh, we both work out with uh, with Gary Roberts, and uh, I've gotten to know Connor, uh, you know, really well over the last say eight years. Uh, you know, I think the kid he's coming out of coming out of junior, and uh, you know, all the talk about him, but uh, uh, getting to know him and uh, seeing the way he's developed, and uh, you know how hard he works every day to to be the best is uh, is pretty impressive. So I'm uh, I'm really happy that uh, things worked out the way they did, and uh, now I get to be, be uh, teammates with him. Just putting aside for a second the trade, like when you when, when you sit there and watch him skate, have you ever seen anything like it? You know, like I'm in I'm in my early fifties, and you know I grew up watch. I loved Guy Lafleur as a kid. He was a great player. Then Mark Messier, you know, powerful skater, different. You know, Paul Coffey was light on his feet, but and could absolutely fly. But have you ever seen a guy that fast that you know has the sort of a skill and ability to make plays at that speed and that tempo before? Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I think, uh, I mean, he said it right there at the end, his ability to make plays. I think, you know, there's guys that are fast skaters, but for him with, with how fast he is, but his ability to, you know, for his for his hands and uh, and his shot and, and his plays, everything to be able to keep up with, with how fast he is, is uh, I think makes him the most impressive. So he's always he's always one or two steps ahead of everybody, and I think, uh, you know, being able to skate with him after the, the last few years and, and being around him as much as I have, I think... Uh, you know, you just see how uh, how special the talent he really is. So he makes everyone uh, makes everyone around him uh, really uh, really a lot better. And I think uh, when you have a guy like that and a guy like Leon and and Nuge and uh, you know going down the line, I think uh, you know you have a chance to win. And you have guys that want to win really badly. So um, I'm I'm really excited for the opportunity. So this guy's a special talent. He's uh, he's a great leader and a, and a great person. So um, you know the culture around the room is going to be really good. James, uh, you mentioned the fact, uh, you know, you, you got back to the gym. And, hey, you had a, a couple really long playoff runs, and they don't just, you know, knock the crap out of you physically. It also is, especially if you don't win, it can be, a, a, you know, it's the sort of reality, how many chances am I going to get at this? And it's, it's psychological as well. So what's this year meant for you to get back in there, and specifically with Gary Roberts, who is the, you know, physical embodiment of a guy who, in his late 30s, completely reinvented himself? I mean, it, it, it just shows you how, you know, and maybe you can educate our listeners, there's something specific that he does training-wise that seems to get optimal results for his players. Yeah, I think uh, you know, like I said before in the in uh, the days before, I think you know you don't want to make excuses about your season. Obviously, it was a tough year for me, but um, you know, realistically, when when you go to the Stanley Cup Finals and you do everything you can to uh, to try to win a Stanley Cup, whether it's put your body on the line or or whatever, it's a it, it's a huge grind, and it it uh, definitely takes a lot out of you mentally. And physically, and then to do it back-to-back seasons, it's uh, it wears on you. And uh, like you said, it's even harder when you lose. You know, when you win, everything's great. The summer's awesome. You're celebrating. You're being congratulated, and uh, you're going around to whether you're going to your buddy Stanley Cup party or you're having your own. Everything's really good. So when you lose, you did the you kind of went through the exact same battle, but uh, you know you leave with your head down and 
and you're exhausted and you're upset. So, um, you know, for me, for this summer to be able to regroup, go home and, and train with Robs again and um, kind of just have the time to uh, the time to get back in the gym and, and, and put your body through what it needs to do to heal and then what it needs to do to get stronger and get ready for the upcoming season. So um, I've had that chance to do that. I've had a chance to reset and, uh, and regroup. And now, uh, you know, with, uh, with the changes that happened to me coming to Edmonton, I... Um, you know, it gives you that uh, extra little boost and something to really work towards. So uh, I'm excited. I feel like I have a lot to prove this uh, this upcoming year, and um, I'll have the opportunity to do that. So um, training with Gary since I was 14 years old and, um, you know, a really, really good friend of mine. So uh, he's got me on a great training regimen, and, um, you know, he's helped me, uh, you know, throughout my career to get to where I am. I'm just trying to recall here, I don't think you were in Pittsburgh yet when he uh, beat up Ben Ear, but that is uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't there. Yeah, you were in Dallas yeah, at that time, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, what, what's the split on left versus right wing? I mean, have you played, what, 75 80% of the time on the right side, or what, what are we looking at here? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it, for me, it doesn't It doesn't really matter. I think uh, a lot of it, too, is, is comes with what centerman you're playing with, whether he shoots left or right. I think... Uh, you know, when I went, I was left in Dallas, and then when I went to Pittsburgh, I, I changed over the right just because Malcolm was a left-handed centerman, and uh, he had the ability to, you know, you, you could shoot pucks uh, on the fly, and you were able to, to get pucks off quicker just because it was forehand to forehand. So um, I like that. I, I, I like that we have a lot of left-handed um, centermen. That, that bodes well for, for for my game. And, um, you know, so that's kind of the way, the way it was, uh, you know, looking into that, why I played right over left. Uh, how much time have you spent as uh, we're joined by James Neal, the newest member of the Oilers uh, Hockey Club, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. How much time have you spent as a net presence uh, versus maybe on the offside on a uh, 1-3-1 uh, power play uh, formation? Yeah, well, I mean, it just depends, at, like, with, uh, you know, what unit you're playing on and which guys and where guys fit the best. So I've flip-flopped, uh, you know, on... Uh, in different places throughout my career, and I think it's just with who you have around you and where where the best fit's going to be. So, um, you know that that stuff will sort itself out. I think, uh, like I said, I think you just come in, come into camp in the best shape you possibly can, and um, with an open mindset and, and ready to go. So, uh, I'm just looking forward to to this opportunity and this chance. So it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's been a great summer, and uh, I can't wait to get going. Uh, you've spoken to Dave Tippett, have you? I have, yeah. Obviously, Tip and I go way back. Sure, him, uh, you know he, him knowing me my first first year in the NHL. So he's a great guy. He's a guy that uh, you know demands the best out of you, but is really fair and uh, and wants you to do your wants you to do your best. So um, I had a good touch chat with him, and um, I couldn't be happier to have him as uh, my new head coach. All right, James. We'll just wrap up with a couple quick hitters here. Uh, favorite uh, player or players growing up as a kid? Well, I, I mean Gary Roberts is. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Leafs are my favorite going up, so he's uh, he's my guy for sure. Your uh, your popularity just went down a little bit here at Edmonton. You know that by saying I know, that. I know. You know what they say, right? How do you okay. change? How do you change a light bulb at Toronto? You hold it there and let the rest of Canada revolve around it. But I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So hey, you know what? I was a Dave Keon fan at one time before uh, before the Canadians. The Oilers obviously weren't in the NHL. And who were who right. were the most? Uh, Gary Roberts was a, a hero of yours. But who were the most significant coaching influences along the way that helped you out? Yeah, well, well, my father for sure growing up, but uh, you know, getting into the NHL, uh, you know, Brad Richards and, um, and Mike Fisher were two of the 
two of the guys that helped me out the most throughout my hmm. career. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from them, so they, they'd be the biggest guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, James, look, we appreciate your time. Thanks to uh, joining us here in Oilers Now. And uh, trust me, uh, this is probably the least painless of about the 75 interviews a year I'll be doing with you. So <laughs> only, and it's only going to get worse right. after this, okay? Thanks for your time. That's all good. Thanks, Thanks. Long, You bet. See you later. That's uh, James Neal of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Well, I think he reinforced it. Like he said, six separate times, how, uh, how much he's looking forward to it. And uh, the sense I get amongst the fans out there in the marketplace is uh, there's excitement. Uh, they believe that Ken Holland has changed the um, dynamic a bit of the team a little bit. And probably two players that could use a fresh start. I, I don't think there's anything about that. The other thing is here, Brendan, just uh, going to throw this at you right now. He played in Calgary for less than a year. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be harder for Milan to play against Edmonton than it will be for James Neal to play against the Flames. I mean that. If you take a look at how, when Milan played in Boston, and how even the year he spent a year in Los Angeles, I don't know. You know, he, don't get me wrong. He was he got up to play against Boston, but don't know if he hundred percent. Put it this way, I don't think he played the same way against Boston that he did against Nashville. He he played hard against Nashville. Like, he ran around. And I'm, I'll be interested to see how Milan performs against the Oilers in particular. Because he's going to play fewer minutes than Neal. You know, Neal, if James Neal gets 70 games in with Edmonton this year, he's going to get 200 shots on goal. And it sure sounds like he's playing right wing, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounded like his preference. But here's another thing that we haven't really even talked about, Bob. Who were his centers last year playing in the second and third line in Calgary? No, th- well, he, at the, he thought he was going to be playing with um, Monaghan and Goodrow. And then he got mm-hmm. supplanted on that line by Lindholm. Exactly. So right? then it was a combination. But of- they kept Frolik a lot with Kachuk and uh, and Backlund. That's, I mean, that. A couple of years ago, that was a stellar line. I don't know how much. That, I'd have to take a look at the line, you know, uh, go to one of the different uh, mm-hmm. line combination websites that are out there. Maybe one of the Calgary listeners can tell us. He was down to the third line. And, and you could tell, even in the tone of that interview, that he really just wanted to move on from Calgary. And that happens. That happens. And you could also tell he has the utmost respect for Connor McDavid. Back to, I know I've told you this story before. In 2014-15, we're in Montreal, and uh, we had an extra day, and I was talking to Derek Roy, who was with the Oilers at that time, and we were talking about how good McDavid was. And this is months before Edmonton ended up fluking off and winning the lottery, okay? Uh, and I think part of it was, is at some point on that road trip, I was going to go in, uh, yeah, in Pittsburgh, we were going to go in to uh, go see Connor play in Erie. Anyways, we're talking, and I know Derek Roy skated with him, and I said, "So how good is he?" He goes, "Oh, he, you know, he'd be a seventy-point score." And I'm like, "I'm like in his rookie year." He goes, "No, he'd be a seventy-point score in the NHL right now, a year ahead of his draft year. That's how good he is." And I'm like, 70 points? That's a, that's a lot of points. That's you know, for twenty of the thirty teams in the NHL, that's first line numbers." And he just looks at me and he goes, "Yeah." That's how good he is. You ask me how good he is, that's how good he is. He's a 70-point scorer as a kid that's just turned 17. And uh, so I'm going to be really intrigued to see what James Neal does. There's no question he's – you know what? You know he wanted the change. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're him, would you rather play with an option of McDavid or Nugent Hopkins as your center or a or, combination of Michael Backlund and Derek Ryan? 
You know, like I, I genuinely believe he's due for a big uptick playing with on the first, second, wh- whichever I, line he ends up. I know enough about Bill Peters. Like he loves Derek Ryan. Okay. He loves him. He plays him a ton. And you know what? Derek delivered for him last year. Derek Ryan had 15 goals, 38 points, and went plus 21 and 58% in the faceoff circle. Like, that's too bad that guys out of Boston were more important to an organization than looking after a guy that you had history on that could have helped you in the exact slot that you needed. Because you know what Ken Holland doesn't have right now as he inherits this team? He doesn't have a third-line center. Unless he knows something about Gaetan, like, I think Gaetan Haas might be able to play as a fourth-line center right away. But to be playing as a third-line center? I'm not even sure Derek Ryan's, I mean, he produced like a third-line center last year. He's probably a fourth-line center in Calgary. I mean, him and Jankowski, was Jankowski not the third-line center in the Flames? Like they're, the, But the Oilers, I mean, the argument is, well, why don't they just play McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, one, two, three? Because they're not good enough in the wings in their top six to do that. By getting James Neal, they've added themselves a top six wing. But fair comment. Big difference between playing with Jankowski, because he didn't really get to play much with Backlund. So playing with Jankowski or playing with Ryan, he could end up playing with McDavid. Maybe it means the Oilers... A lot of people say, well, why don't they play dry settle of Nugent Hopkins more? But the analytics suggested that that wasn't a great combination when those two played together. Interesting. Let's get people's thoughts. You can text us at 630-630. Special thanks to uh, Andre Brin for moving and shaking over the Oilers uh, PR and helping us get uh, Ken Holland and James Neal on the show in the first hour today. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Production team's got some work to do. Yeah, they do. Uh, so we'll be, uh, re- uh, that's known as a fault in our business. It's the last time we're going to run that. How does that sound? Does that work for you? Well, thank God we didn't have that as a comeback when we brought in James Neal to do the interview. <laughs> what? Uh, 12.54 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We'll tell you. The guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follows Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. There you go. Let's get your thoughts. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Yeah. Yep. Here we go. Um... This text comes in out of Edmonton. Uh, I'm convinced the secondary purpose of the trade is the hope that Neil will replace uh, Leon Dreisaitl on the first line so that Dreisaitl has to earn his keep on a five-on-five as a second-line center, not just getting easy goals with McDavid. You know, this is, this is the thing about the Edmonton market, okay? It's almost like you take the players' contracts personally. There was one player in the NHL last year that had a 50-goal, 100-point season. Okay? Oh, but he didn't drive play five-on-five five by himself. Well, they're not exactly lighting it up with other wingers not named Leon Dreisaitl for Connor McDavid. The whole team in the last 60 games of the year struggled five-on-five. Five. Um... 
We still have people. One guy in the league, when, when he signed the contract eight times 8.5, did you think he'd score 50 goals? He scored 50 goals. And we still have dry sidle haters out there. He's got to drive his own line. Let's go to Chris on line number one. Chris, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, excited to hear, uh, you know, Neil. I uh, I listened to a, a recording. Uh, I think he was on uh, another uh, radio, radio station. It was pretty pretty exciting. Yep. Um, really, really good. I think he could possibly he could possibly get uh, get thirty goals, uh, depending on who he's with. Uh, I can't remember uh, what his uh, centers were with uh, with Vegas, um, and then uh, who we who do who do you play with in uh, in Nashville? Was it uh, Johansson? Well, their top uh, line in the, the, the top line in Vegas. Uh, Neil played mostly with Perron and Carlson, I think, in Vegas because yes. I think I think they had. Uh, did they not have Riley Smith and Marsha show? Yes. Uh, and I'm trying to think of who they had at center with those guys. Anyways, so. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, he's gonna he's gonna have three uh, well he's gonna have uh, possibly a generational talent for a center and then uh, another superstar as a center and then a star as uh, as, as Nuge I think uh, Nuge is, is vastly underrated if if we can get him um, a, a good winger you know there's no reason why Nuge can't pot eighty points um, one thing that's disturbing got to stay got to uh, stay on the first unit power play for Nuge. To do it, he has to because so much of his offense has been driven on on the power play. He has to stay on the first unit power play for that to happen. Agreed. Um, a little disturbing note is uh, Nurse uh, after Truba signing that ridiculous eight million per. Yeah. Um, kind of very leery on what we're gonna have, we're gonna have to sign him for. It's, it's looking more and more that it's gonna be probably about the seven mil plus, and, and we were all hoping. I, I, I remember people complaining that uh, we were going to sign him for four and a half million. You know what? Right now, if I can sign Darnell Nurse for four and a half million no for chance. five or six years, no I chance. would do it in a heartbeat. No chance. Um, so I, I, I know. Um, great show. Uh, excited. Let's go. All right. Thanks, Chris. 780-496-0063, a River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. It's 1258 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to keep going calls, texts, tweets, emails, those sort of things. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.